Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Lindsay and I are back for episode 35. This time we decided to um, go with kind of like a fiction literature kind of suspense it was I feel like it was definitely like fiction like less on the thriller side fiction yeah definitely yeah to me it was like no thriller if anything had some suspense in it I guess because you kind of were kept guessing a little bit yeah but I felt more like your standard just fiction literature books yeah exactly um, I think when we picked this, I thought it was going to be more thriller suspense. Yeah. So reading it was kind of <laughs> threw me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But honestly, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. Anyways, <laughs> well, I'll do that for right now. Yeah, um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this book is um, definitely a fiction book for sure. Um, maybe slightly suspense definitely no thriller in it I don't think and sounds like Lindsay agrees with that but um, yeah so um, it's by Laura Dave and uh, it looks like she has written another book called 800 Creeps oh um, interesting I, that title <laughs> is very ominous I don't know if we're gonna, <laughs> what that would be about but 800 grapes kind of makes it seem maybe you know wine-based maybe but oh yeah yeah we'll see um but yeah so then um and the wine we chose this week is or this month is called the prophecy so um the name of this episode is the last thing he told me was a prophecy so before we get into our wine like we normally do um We'll do the cleanup of the house of, uh, uh, no, don't do that. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, is to, if you want to see what we're currently reading for this podcast, what we're currently reading just in general, any alcohol, booze that we're drinking, follow, um, you can check our Instagram page out, uh, boozeandbooks.podcast, um, or our individual ones if you want to check out what we're doing, even though I don't think either of us really ever post anything. <laughs> on there but it's lynn.said l-i-n-d-s-a-i-d and kristen.shu s-h-e-w um if you want to kind of check those out as well um but yeah so let's get into the scheme of, of the wine so this month Lindsay and i decided we were both at the liquor store we actually picked up the wine today so we actually yeah. were at the liquor store together and we were perusing the wine and I didn't kind of take stock of this one wine called the Prophecy and we in the U.S. And then we went meandered all the way to Italy and I saw it and I was like, huh, that'd be kind of a good one. And so I kind of remember there was one back in the other country. So we decided to pick the one bottle from each country and uh, that was just happened to be called the same thing and we went with it. Yay! So the prophecy so they're from we have a red and a white which kind of is kind of funny how it worked out 
Um, so uh, the white wine's from Italy and the Pinot Noir is from California. Yeah. Wait. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and shockingly, they kind of have similar labels too. And actually just looking at it right now, the prophecies got the like the O the same way. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like they're from like the same, like maybe like company, if that makes sense. Like it's weird. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm oh. looking into it. Um, oh yeah, this winery is part of E&J Gallo. So maybe that's like, and it says it's located in California. Oh, yeah, so the back of the Italian bottle says, um, produced and bottled by TN uh, slash 921 something Italy. Imported by Prophecy Wines, Heldsburg, California. Ah, see, so it's yeah so it's like probably the same like they have a lot of other ones they've got like a Sauvignon Blanc they've got a red blend and a rosé uh the rosé is from France the red blend is from California the white uh, Sauvignon Blanc is from uh New Zealand Hmm. so I think they must own multiple like locations of wineries they must so yeah well that makes more sense oh yeah Oh, okay. So both of the bottles, so the prophecy underneath it on the red bottle says the traveler, which makes sense because it's kind of like (laughs) a joke, like a joker, jester kind of guy walking along with a dog, but he's got like one of those like sticks where like in those like old time movies where like someone that's like walking along, but they're like maybe taking their lunch. They like... put everything like tie it up in like a blanket and like attach it to a stick and like put it over their shoulder that's Uh, what he's got yeah he's like walking through a mountain range and then the prophecy the pino is called the star Star. yeah and it's got this chick with like stars around her and she like her skin's got she looks more like kind of like a goddess kind of thing yeah so she's got like the like stars on her skin and yeah that's cool yeah and like on the back it says um at prophecy wines our inspiration comes from the beauty of the harvest and possibility of greatness in a glass our wines are drawn from premier global vineyard sites individually selected to bear each of the varietals defining characteristics so it like they they have a bunch of like global vineyards that they choose to make and bottle their different wines from it sounds like so that they can get the that region's like varietals yeah that's cool that's really cool well we thought we were just being clever i know (laughs) for picking like the same title from two different countries but they ended up being like linked up together so it's kind of cool though like i like that we're doing one from italy because we haven't done one from italy i don't think no, I don't think we have. I think Italy, so like we also could have chosen one from Germany and uh, this one, these ones won out, but I was telling Lindsay how like Canada and the US seem to be our main go-tos and like we've gotten some from Australia, but the other countries haven't really, 
I think because some of their names of their wines and stuff are like in like the those dialects and stuff like that that it's harder for us to pair with the name of the wines and stuff yeah or it just happens to not go with it or there might be only one ball or something like that so you never end up choosing them but yeah so this true. may be the one and only time we ever choose an Italian wine right you I know so we gotta embrace it exactly so Lindsay since it's only two balls of wine we both actually bought uh, both of them mm-hmm. so we can actually uh do a proper taste test on like how mm-hmm. we normally do it when we're separated and uh, where we each buy like she buys the whites and I buy the red or something like that so um I guess let's start off with the white and Lindsay yeah. do your thing all right so uh we already know it's a pinot grigio um I read the first part on the back which we'll see if it matches the um it pinot. does oh perfect so the, the only thing I part. Oh, what? Sorry. Um, the only thing is that the Pinot doesn't say our wines. It just says wines. That's it. Otherwise, I think everything's word for word. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But the Pinot Grigio also says uh, that it showcases the best of high altitude Pinot Grigio from the Della Venet. Ven- oh, sorry, guys. Let me try and get my Italian flowing. Delle Venezi DOC in the northeast of Italy. Uh, Notes of light citrus, tropical fruit, and minerals offer crisp refreshment complemented by delicate floral aromas. So, ooh, um, floral, hey, I don't really. um, I I definitely smell some pear. a little bit of citrus. It does say light citrus. So maybe a little hint of maybe lemon. Um, it's a, oh, I guess the color is quite light as well. Um, typical Pinot Grigio color, I'd say. Um, I, I like that. It's that angelic yellow we all know and love. Um, and um I don't know. It smells light. So I'm anticipating it to be a little light, um, maybe a little bit sweet, but I don't think it's super sweet based on the citrus um, and the pear, maybe more on the like dry side. Um, But let's try it. Ooh, it's definitely dry. Um, I really like that aspect. it's definitely more, more on the light side, not super bold uh, and not super acidic either. So it's a really nice, I think, um, just refreshing white wine. Uh, I do taste pear personally. That's kind of what I'm tasting. Um, the citrus notes I think are just as prominent as it is in the smell. So not super overbearing, but they're there. Um, yeah, just, I could see myself drinking this with, oh, maybe like a white fish as Kristen's eating. Uh, um, as I, that's all I can think about. Uh, oh shoot. I want to order dinner too. Anyway, different topic. Um, like, uh, maybe like some sort of nice crisp summer salad, maybe, ooh, like a watermelon and feta salad. I don't know. 
That just sounds good. Um, maybe some prosciutto. Um, mm, prosciutto and melon. Yes, that sounds perfect with this. Um, just like I imagine myself sitting outside with it. Um, your typical nice, light, summery white wine. Um, overall, though, I really like it, especially for the price. I'm a little surprised because um, it was like $21 and Canadian and like that's pretty decent for a bottle of wine aren't I mean ours are I would say our our average is around there I guess um mm -hmm. so I mean I would definitely get this again I really quite like it what are your thoughts um so I have it in a ice bath <laughs> because <laughs> we bought it from the store and it's white wine so I like them a little on the colder side I didn't want to put any ice in it because that just dilutes it. But yeah. when I smell it, it kind of smells like a little perish, but I don't know. It kind of smells like pastry. Pastry? Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just stuck in that. I don't know. Kind of got like that fresh, like, yeah, pastry smell. I get it. I get it. But okay. it's like, it's faint, but it's yeah. like, maybe like a pear pastry. I don't know. I get it. I feel that. I think it's extremely smooth. Like one person could drink this and get like, really like I could probably if this was chilled like it is right now because like I didn't chill the whole bottle I could probably easily hand down drink this in like one night maybe within an hour or two like it it's so smooth it's like like it's water sounds bad but like it's just it's just so smooth and it's like doesn't have like the in your face acidic taste and stuff that kind of like sometimes holds you back from drinking really fast. This is just so light and fresh and a little crisp and just smooth. Yeah. It's, it's like borderline water smooth. I like that. But I taste more of the pear and the apple, right? It's a little oh. apple. I taste more pear for sure, but I can like, it is crisp. So I, I can imagine that being the apple for sure. I feel like I taste more on the front of my tongue, more the pear. And then mm. like it finishes off with kind of like the apple-y taste to it. Yeah, that's totally fair. I'm enjoying this wine. I should probably put it down. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I agree with the uh, color. It's like really light. It's kind of like super light, so it's um, not like the, your standard yellow colored ones that we normally that you normally see with like Chardonnays. Yeah. Excuse me. I just burped a little bit, but yeah, I liked it. That's really good. That's dangerous. I totally get that. I would actually for this price point. Like it was $20.99. So obviously if you round up after tax and stuff, it's about like 21 something. And um, honestly, like I'm not a huge white 
person. Like I don't normally like go too white, but I would consider doing this. Like I would like pick it up, go into someone's house. And I knew we were like having a day outside and I didn't feel like drinking beer or something. Yeah. I'd for sure pick it up. Most definitely. Nice. What about you? It's, it's, I love it. Um, I'd like, I'd buy it again. I think maybe make it a staple, maybe, um, definitely enjoy it maybe this summer. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, uh, I don't know. I need to like for Pinot Grigio, I don't drink a lot of Pinot Grigios. So I, as of right now, it feels like it's in the top three for me. But I really have to like go back and remember which ones I've had before that I and what they were like. But I think for me, I give it, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'd give mine, yeah, four out of five. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, perfect. I'm a fan. Well, I feel like this sounds like a pretty decent winner. The fact that we also both really agree on the white wine, right? That doesn't always happen. I know. I'm kind of shocked you like it as much as you do. It's just, it's good. <laughs> like, it's not the best Pinot I've ever had. Cause like we get some of them from like that wine club thing that we get from around the world. But like, mm-hmm. I'd say it's up there. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so let's move on to the, I was going to say the rosé, <laughs> to the Pinot Noir. Okay, so I'm not going to read the top part of what it says on the back, because Lindsay had already said it, but um, the Prophecy Pinot Noir showcases the best of California. The wine is elegant, medium-bodied, with luscious layers of red cherry and raspberry, complemented by complex spices, or sorry, complex spice notes, lean to a velvety smooth finish so velvety smooth let's smell this right off the bat i smell the like raspberry for sure a little bit a little bit of it like you can smell the raspberry i think more than the strawberry but Uh, i kind of smell the strawberry I think a little bit more because it's got a bit of you more of a sweeter. Yeah, it does have the sweeter because, like, I was going to say, it kind of has like, ooh, not jammy. Oh, it's like you swirl it. Have you tried it? Not yet. Oh, jammy comes to mind. Sorry, I'm totally taking over. So, this all you, girl. <laughs> For the Pinot Noir, um, it's not as light as some of our standard Pinots that we've had on here. Um, it's a pretty decently darker red for a Pinot, I think. Most of them seem like super watered down. This one's actually not that bad. It's pretty decently, like kind of a ruby red, like a light ruby red, but okay, let's, let's taste this baby. Smooth. You taste both the strawberry and the raspberry. But it does feel like it could have been made into a jam. Right? 
It tastes like a jam for sure. But not as sweet as a jam normally is. No, true. But the vel, like the word velvety fits it so well, I think. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has a, like a, it's so smooth and then you get to the end and it's kind of like a, I just saw a duck fly by. There's no water near me. Sorry. I'm looking outside the window. Um, it's, it kind of has like a real, kind of robust. Um, hold on. It's kind of got like a dry finish to it. Oh. Like at the back of your yeah. tongue. I feel that. I feel that. Hmm. Honestly, if they made jam that tasted like this, that's not super sickly sweet like jam normally is. Yeah. I'd have toast every day. <laughs> this is pretty good. I actually quite enjoy it. Right? It is really um, good. Not like, so we've had my, we've bought like some Pinot Noirs um, in the last like thing of um, wines. We actually had one that was like pretty expensive from, oh, fuck, I don't remember where it was from. Um, oh, I think Portland, maybe. Anyways, this is one. Anyways, the three, like the one that was the cheaper one that we had, and then the one that was like over like around $30 for the Pinot, and then this one, all of them taste way different from each other. And they're all good. Right? Which is shocking considering the fact that we've had some pretty shitty ass Pinots on this, uh, like this podcast. In yeah. my opinion. Well, no, I agree. Like it, Pinot is definitely not the one that like we ever really, even the Grigio side, I don't think we ever really get like hit a home run all the time. But like, I think tonight, like we did a pretty decent job. I think so. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm a fan of these. Like I, it's like not, like you said, not sickly sweet. So it's like a really nice kind of um, close to dry, but not like too dry I don't know it's like I don't know I really like it I'm not a big Pinot Noir fan um I think it's growing on me but I'm just not lately uh but yeah so good we haven't had a Merlot in a long time sorry just thinking outside the box anyway that is true we haven't had a Merlot in a while yeah this is good though Honestly, I, I, I really like this Pinot Noir I don't even think we've had like a true like deep bodied like full bodied cab either I don't think so no I think the last couple of cabs have been lighter than a typical cab to me like the ones that I like have been so yeah because I think the last one we did was dreaming tree yeah and it was good but it wasn't like your standard deep robusty kind of like full-bodied ones yeah so true which isn't bad I guess but yeah been pretty decent what would you give this one and like did you already say that no I haven't yet no um I maybe 3.5 oh okay okay yeah that's that's good I mean you drink more reds than I do so you've had different ones 
I'm going to give it a 4.5, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Higher than the Pinot Gris. You? <laughs> um, I think when I think of them, I think of them in terms of their respective counterparts. So for me, in terms of other Pinot Grigios, yeah, this one's a four out of five, putting it maybe not quite at the top, but definitely not at the bottom or even in the middle. But in terms of other Pinot Noirs, this one is a pretty high contender. Five out of five will be saved for like something I'm like obsessed with. Like, honestly, to this day, the only one I can say that I will ever give a five out of five is my fucking bread and butter Chardonnay um, because it's the only one I, I am obsessed with. Um, but I don't know. I just like, this is pretty good. Not gonna lie. Anyway, I mean, what's happening? <laughs> That's fair though. Like, honestly, it's, Uh, wine's so all over the place I find sometimes right so uh, it's very rare that like we like all the wines even though I think the last time we even liked the wines too for the most part like all three of them yeah yeah I don't know. I think we're getting it out of the park right now a little bit. Well, maybe not the last set of wines. I think the last ones were not as good as the Dreaming Tree. So I take that back. But they haven't been horrible or where we wouldn't drink a whole bottle. So we're not doing too bad. Right? I agree. So, and the fact that we're like picking these wines blindly because we go by the titles of the wine, that's a pretty big gamble we're doing half the time, so right I'll take it right so yeah okay I'm enjoying this I'm gonna have a little finish my Pinot off or my Grigio off and I'm just gonna move to the red I think or I might shock everyone and pour uh, beer wait what I might pour beer instead of uh, drinking the wine not really I'm in one of those moves where I don't know what I want to drink right that's fair so i can do anything i don't know i'm up for anything it's a it's it's eight o'clock the sun's still out in calgary like it's actually not that cold out it's pretty like warm outside i think it's gonna rain at some point in the next couple of hours i think but I don't know. I thought I saw a like weather uh, thing come say, come in saying like right in the next twenty four hours. Yeah. Which, if it's like last weekend, people, if everyone wants to know our Calgary shit, we got fucking snow. Ugh. The weather last weekend was supposed to be rain all weekend, and everyone woke up on Saturday to rain slash snow but the snow wasn't really sticking to the point where it got sticking and then later in the day on Saturday it just actually started to stick and then Saturday morning you wake up to or Sunday morning which was Mother's Day to like white snow falling all day basically oh wow and then it's 
but like but it was only sticking to like people's roofs and all that stuff but it wasn't sticking to the um uh streets and stuff so that was the good part yeah that's fair so i guess not bad all in all but i think i totally got distracted by this whole weather thing but um let's dive into the book which i'm pretty sure everyone wants to talk about so the book is again called the last thing he told me by laura dave first thoughts um it was okay like i wasn't like it it was really hard for me to go back especially at the beginning to like to make myself read it like for the first i don't know I want to say like at least 50 pages, maybe a hundred. I just was like, I don't know. Just not into it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, it just was a slow burn for me. Like, I think right off the bat it were like, okay, something's happened, but I just was like, okay, well, what, like, what is the, what is the thing? We know there's a thing we know he's running from something like, what is, what is it? Um, and really like, I guess I just wanted it to be more of like an in, like insidious ending, like something, maybe the dad was like really bad. Like I wanted him to be, have done something like atrocious and I don't know. I just didn't, I don't know. It was meh to me. Sorry, Laura Dave. Uh, I just like, I think I just really wanted it to be like, oh damn what happened you know <laughs> instead of you're reading in it and you're like okay where's the juicy part coming in and then you're like okay we're kind of getting there and getting there and then it kind of just like falls hard yeah yeah and then you're like and then it like ends and then you're like wait <laughs> I felt like we were building to something well and, and then like, it just started to yeah. climb hard yeah and like there was like people like um Bailey's uncle who I was like oh maybe he's like gonna hurt them or something I don't know I just felt like we got introduced to these characters and it was just kind of like oh okay they're not like they're not so bad like I don't know it was just I felt like there was so much more potential for a lot of it and then it was just kind of like oh okay well this is where the story's going I guess it was just kind of like Maybe I was just over like hyping it throughout the whole thing, like over suspending it, thinking like something insane was going to happen. And, and instead it just felt lukewarm to me. Lukewarm is the best way I can describe it. I completely agree with you though. Like maybe because I thought that the book was going to be more suspense thriller. Yeah. That I was just like, I started off and like the first like chapter was kind of like, okay, like, let's see where this is gonna go <laughs> and then and then you get to, you continue on and you're like okay like let's get going here and then it's just like you said it's just, just so slow and then like when she's like okay let's go and like kind of then do their own detective work in Austin you're like okay like maybe we're yeah I'm gonna start picking up a little bit and then it kind of gets a little interesting there when they're in Austin doing their discovery. But then there's just, it never just always 
just keeps falling short a little bit. Yeah, even I though agree. the Austin and them figuring things out was like probably the better meatier parts of the book. Yeah, just still kind of fell flat in a way. Yeah, just, like it would get exciting. Like it would be like, oh, okay, sweet, they found the professor, and then it would be like, oh, okay, cool, that's it. Like I don't know, it was just like. I wanted it to be so much more like ruthless and and suspenseful but I think you're right like I went into it thinking it was a thriller too like I was like oh shit like something terrible is gonna happen and it was definitely more meant to be a fiction novel so I mean you're not gonna get the same amount of thrillingness that you would in a, in a thriller suspense novel you know thinking about it right now <laughs> I think because I thought it was a suspense novel I think I actually told people on our Instagram page that it was a suspense oh, novel so you knew I uh but I, I would have been full-on wrong if that's well it was suspenseful like it was well like I think I meant like suspense thrill here let's see oh. we really need to post more <laughs> oh god okay oh yeah no I did I was like we decided to do another thrilling thriller shocking I know this is not a thriller well, what is it even under? Maybe I'll edit it. <laughs> you can edit the post. She says she did to suspense it right now. It's under. I don't even know what it's under. People also viewed. Yeah, it's definitely. I would say it's just fiction, honestly. I just said another suspense. Then yeah. I don't have to change all the wordings. And yes, no. people, I did actually just do that. It's I cool. can't believe it. It's cool. It's cool. It's fixed. You know, you know. Fixed. You Not know. everyone probably paid attention to it. Some people no, probably no were like, what it. the fuck? Or they were like, <laughs> uh, maybe they thought it was a thriller. Maybe it is thrilling. I mean, in all fairness, this doesn't come out until it came out. Oh, it came, it came out, out last week. week. Yeah. So I mean, oh, wait, no. Yeah, it did. May 4th. Came out yeah, 10 days it ago. Did come, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe at the time people were like, oh, yeah, I got to read this. You know. Maybe. It was, yeah, I think we just had such an idea for what this book was. And, like, it was kind of funny. So, Lindsay and I said, like, if everyone listened to the last podcast, we were like, (laughs) yeah, like, this next book we're going to do, like, do a poll and all that stuff. And then it came time to us, like, the week that we said that we were going to, like, give each other like what the books were and like post them um I wasn't prepared oh no neither I would have like just picked two random books <laughs> yeah so I was like let's just do like one of our standard like suspense ones and like we we're looking at them so definitely thought it was like a suspense thriller because it's like that's safe for us well too no. like we had the it as an arc so we were like excited because it just came out we we figured when we by the time this is posted like oh it came out the same month like nice and new nice and relevant and fresh so I think in all fairness I kind of let it on as a thriller well and I just reading the description maybe not so much thriller but like definitely I thought it was going to be super suspenseful so you're like well what what happened to him like what kind of went on and then you're kind of like, okay, well, like usually with suspense, there's usually thrilling 
things happening at the same time for the thriller part. Yeah. So you're like, okay, like, so I think, I think maybe if we didn't have those like thought processes on it, we might have maybe, maybe, maybe. have enjoyed this book a little bit more. Maybe. And like, it, yeah, I think if you go into it, like knowing what to expect, like having realistic expectations, it's probably comes out better, I guess. Like, uh, I'm just seeing now it's now our Reese's Reese Witherspoon's book club selection. So like, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's going to garner a lot of attention for sure. And like, it wasn't the writing for sure. Like I thought Laura Dave did a great job, like writing it. And I got a really clear sense of like, the one thing I really liked was her description of like Bailey and Hannah's relationship. I thought that that interested me more than anything else in the book, like just the stepmother daughter relationship. Um, yeah. And I found that to be more interesting than anything else. And then like the other, like going back in time when it would be like, how many weeks ago, how many months ago? And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, just so we get to see like the lead up there and like, maybe as Hannah's like trying to think about, Oh, well, as she's remembering these things, I guess is kind of how I read it. And yeah, you know, that he's disappeared and just kind of like peace. So you're kind of trying to see like, Oh, did he give any signs to her? Which I'm sure it kind of was like, that was Laura Dave's intention. But honestly, like, I don't know. I think where, where the book lacked in the suspense, um, it picked up in the writing and the like character development and the relationship development, I think. Yeah. Cause like, so I just thought about now. So you're, you're listening, or not listening, <laughs> you're, you're reading along and you're like, okay, like, Grady, the US Marshal is introduced oh, yeah. and then like, um, like the day later or like later that day, she like meets the like FBI agents and then her and Hannah, or sorry, her and Bailey decide to go to um Austin and everything so but then you don't so then it becomes the whole thing but it's kind of like the first part of the story with the FBI and all that stuff just kind of gets yeah forgotten yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so it's kind of like a I felt like she didn't wrap that part up a little bit oh so like you can move on I didn't, I didn't move on though, like at all. If you did, I'd be surprised based on both of our reactions to the end. Well, I was kind of like, well, yeah, like I was kind of like, what the fuck for most of it? Cause I was like, well, what about everything that just happened? Like that they like, he like left behind and like the investigation, like, right. Why is that? Cause like, yeah, they kind of just left it. And then all of a sudden, like they're heading home on the airplane. Yeah. Excuse me. And then um, all of a sudden it's like the next, you turn the page and it's like five, maybe eight, 10 years later. And you're like, wait, what? 
I actually thought it was like a joke. And then I like, I was like, am I missing some pages here? Because <laughs> like, I was like, how did, how did we go from like them taking off on a plane and like just finding out this huge thing in Bailey's life mm-hmm. to it being like five, whatever, 10 years later and she may have seen Owen. Yeah. And that now her and Bailey have like a super great relationship. Right? I felt like there was like a couple of chapters there missing. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, I don't know. That bugs me a lot. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, well, and like she put so much stock in like us going back in time too yeah but she didn't spend enough time kind of like leading up to the future a little bit she just kind of ended it and then just shoved in a chapter that was like way down the road yeah yeah so yeah I don't know that bugs me a little bit that's fair so yeah I don't know it's yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I mean, like, I'm just trying to think. Like, it was an adventure, I guess. I don't know. Like, would I? I probably wouldn't recommend this book to anyone, to be honest. I feel like a certain type of person might like it. Um, I would say like maybe fans of like light suspense or light mystery who aren't really into like thrillers who are maybe dabble more on the fiction side and like just typical fiction novels, but maybe want something with a little bit of like whodunit. Mystery to it. Yeah. Yeah. So like maybe that type of person. I don't specifically know any of those people. Maybe. I don't know. If I meet you. I, I can't think of one person. So. I mean, not that they don't exist. I'm sure like no. just personally in our circle, yeah. we don't have anyone that fits that mold, but um, like that's kind of the person I would see reading it on like fully transparent. I think if I went in to it being like, okay, it's a fiction novel. I'm ready to read a fiction novel. I would have liked it more. So I think in all fairness to Laura Dave, my expectations, she wouldn't have been able to meet my expectations because I went in fully thinking it was a, uh, a thriller. So um, that's true. Like, I think in terms of the overall writing and like I said, the character development and the relationships between the characters, it was really good. Um, I found like the writing really like easy to follow and well-developed. And I did like, um, kind of, like I said, the back and forth. So, uh, in time where she was kind of remembering all these things with her husband, I did really much like that. Um, so I think going in with that lens, it, it could be a much more enjoyable book. Um, and also I, I really liked, or sorry, no, what I didn't like was the ending. Um, it was not, tied up in a bow. So if you're a fan of that, great. Uh, this is the book for you. 
uh, I just did not like how it kind of ended. And it just kind of felt like, oh, okay, this is where we're at. And this is the relationship that Hannah and Bailey have now. And like, I was happy that it was like that, I guess. I was rooting for them. I really wanted them to have a good relationship. Like I, I really very much wanted Bailey to like Hannah because I felt like Hannah was a really great stepmom and gave her the space she needed and was also like very caring. And you could tell like she truly did love Hannah and wanted to protect her and was also like, what the fuck is happening? My whole, like she prioritized Bailey when her whole world was crumbling as well. And I liked that they were in such a good place that I like that she, it ends on her calling her mom at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, it was just a really quick fast forward, I guess. It was, and also I was just kind of like, I don't know. I was kind of hoping that like Owen would come back into their lives. And it was just really sad that he was forever had to be away from them. So it was kind of very sad actually, when I think about it. I agree. And like, I think, I think he could have maybe found a way for it. Yeah. Cause like they did have a point, like maybe, maybe they could have disappeared altogether. Yeah. Somehow. But he decided to leave the daughter and with like Hannah. Yeah. So like there, there was a lot of like the other scenarios and it's kind of like, well, why didn't you loop them in and let them know? Or like even just Hannah, let her know kind of what's going on instead of just fucking off. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's kind of like, just, it was a lot. And like, I do have to say, I like you made a point about like how like uh, them going back in time sometimes is like nice. I do have to say like we read another book I think it was this year already where yeah it was this year it was that Alex Lake one I think oh, was yeah. where yeah. like it kept going back but it was like long chapters of the past yeah that would like loop into like the present I like if I find if you're gonna do that I like the shortness of it and she kept her short yes that's like true. it was like a like a couple of pages long maybe at most Whereas his was like, maybe like could be up to 20 pages or more. Yeah. His book was also like freaking huge. This one was like 544 pages or so, but like it was on our iPad. So it's like, I think honestly, if it was like a actual book, it'd probably be around, like, it doesn't seem that long. I think it'd be like under 300 pages. Yeah. I think, I feel like it was a lot, like maybe it was just an easy read then if it wasn't, but so true let's see how many pages it actually was I know it's hard to see when you're like reading it on an ipad yeah because like that's what happened with the last one we chose too and I really don't think that was a really big one either because like I I would like keep like reading you're flipping you're like you're like wait what (laughs) I'm like this far in so yeah I definitely don't think it's like super big but then again like we read huge novels sometimes so yeah that's so true so maybe it just seems small to us (laughs) (laughs) yeah 320 pages to me that does not seem 320 pages to me that seems like under 300 pages 
worth. Yeah, actually. But, but maybe, like I said, maybe we just read a lot of big fucking books that it just seems um, to be less, but good on her for getting 320 pages because I definitely didn't feel like it was that long. So Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and it looks like it came out straight out of the paperback too. Oh yeah, I did, actually did see that, which is good. It's good. Yeah, I see where you see the Reese Witherspoon book club thing. Yeah, just like right on there. Well, it's like pretty decent. Okay, so it's like I think the book is actually this is all obviously Canadian money we're talking about, but like, um, so it says twenty four ninety nine. But right now, if you buy it at Indigo, and it might be just an online thing, you can get for 15 bucks. I know. I saw It could that. be an in-store like, thing, damn. too. I don't know. I haven't been inside. And we haven't worked for chapters for so long. <laughs> it's hard to remember, like, if they would have put this one on sale like that or not. But Well, that's about 40% off, isn't it? 39%. So, yeah. So they usually do the 40% off new releases. Yeah. So it's probably in store, but regardless, just buyer beware. Yeah. Oh. Um, so like I I don't really have much more to say on this. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> I was just about to be like, so like, can we maybe both agree that be I feel like because we went in with unrealistic expectations. Sorry. Yeah, unrealistic expectations. And we kind of thought it was a thriller. Uh, it kind of downgraded the way we perceived the book. However, I think so. There were some good things about it. And there's a certain Agreed. type of person we would recommend it to. So if you're that if person, we find those people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, if you're that person, come say hi to us. We need one in our group. Um, <laughs> but, and, yeah. oh, go ahead. And I've, well, and I was going to say, like, and I feel like we both agree, like, the ending was a little lacking. Yeah. And I think like even fast. if, yeah, and I think, honestly, like, regardless if it would have been, like, exactly what we thought with, like, the suspense thriller side, if it was a fantasy book, if it was, like, a sci-fi, whatever, I think we would have felt like if it just ended kind of like that, I think we would have had an issue with it regardless. Yeah, for sure. It just kind of feel like it jumped a little bit. And it kind of left some things unsaid, which I know some things like a lot of books and stuff keep you on the like edge, but like, I felt like it left things open. You had a lot of questions and then it skipped to a chapter that was like kind of tying the bow up for you, yeah. but not, but not really, but in like, it perceived that a little bit, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. I guess it ties the bow on Hannah and Bailey's relationship on how it developed yeah that's I true. guess that's the only bow you get it's true it's true but I do agree I really quite liked the fact that I read that she was like mom or mother or whatever she called her and I was like oh like it went from the girl barely tolerating her to um her calling her that like you could tell during like even the book when they're in Austin and stuff like that that like 
she was opening up to her a lot more too so yeah that's so true yeah oh I like that part of it I agree yeah but but yeah all right well let's go on from the book that we're both um I think over talking about (laughs) um because we don't really have much more to say but (laughs) like we said it was like pretty good for um if you like that kind of book and I think we definitely with the expectations it's like anything if you have too high expectations or think it's going to be one thing you're so focused on it that it, sometimes you don't fully enjoy the things you read or watch or what they are true yeah exactly and I think that kind of ended up being here which I think this is the first time this has actually really happened to us where we really thought it was a completely different genre of book than it I, actually is I feel like it is too honestly sometimes like we think it's a little bit more suspenseful and thriller and stuff a lot more but like I feel like this we for sure thought it was like a completely polar opposite of what we actually read so or what we we're expecting so yeah okay well, let's move on to the favorite part of the night okay what books we've read well, I know it's Lindsay's favorite. What a nice start because it's so long. Um, <laughs> hold on. Mine's not that long, honestly, in the month. She says that. And then it's like three times as many. Where's my. Oh, I found it. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Okay. So. Oh, okay. I've read two books and I'll tell you about what I'm currently reading. Um, but. I read, um, so since we last read Cast in Firelight, which was last month's book, I've read um, also, besides the last thing he told me, um, I read Such a Quiet Place by Megan Miranda. Um, this one is also an arc I got. Uh, I don't think it's out yet. And this one was good. It was suspenseful, typical Megan Miranda style book um just about like a small like subdivision and how a murder takes place and I'll be honest actually I didn't see a lot of it coming so it was it was pretty good uh it was talking about suspenseful and thrilling it was definitely both of those um and then right now I'm currently reading um the I'm reading the newest Lisa Jewel and I'm like about two or three quarters of the way done. Um, it's called Invisible Girl. This one is good. Very similar to Lisa Jewell's other books, which we all know I love her books. Uh, but this one's really good so far. I am a fan. It's about a uh, very similar fashion with a lot of different like point of views. So you've got actually, it's an audio book that I'm listening to. You've got three um, narrators because we're hearing from three of the main characters' point of views. And uh, I have a feeling I know what's going to happen at the end. Um, but really getting to that point has been such a like kind of crazy ride. So uh, it's very much as well in tune with kind of some of the creepier things that are happening in this world. And, and by that, I mean like around um, women not feeling safe uh, to walk outside alone or around men or, um, just kind of the, the 
increase in um, in attacks on women, things like that. So it's, I personally really like it. Uh, definitely like it more than the Megan Miranda I've read. Um, and I'm really excited because I've got some other really cool books I've um, purchased uh, as audiobooks. So I'm excited to start listening to those. Um, so really I've read one in three quarters of books, but that's, that's me. <laughs> Not that bad yeah better than none <laughs> that's true um mine's actually not that much longer than yours i only have four more books on you girl only <laughs> for me that's like not that much yeah, yeah. Um, know. <laughs> so um i don't know this past month i was telling Lindsay before um we started doing this i kind of was distracted lately by a boy so I uh, haven't really been focusing too much on the reading oh. with all the texting oh. and shit that goes on with that. So, yeah. So, um, that the number of books is down for sure. So, I only read six, and one of them obviously was this book. Um, so, the first one is Fluffy by Julia Kent, The Introvert's Guide on to online dating by Emma Hart because like hello she came out with another one hello. and I can't wait for the next one because I think the next one comes out in June Woo. next one's in August and I can just can't wait okay anyways um Baby Daddy by Amy Brent this time next year by Sophia Cousins obviously this book that we read Undeniably Perfect by Essie Rose and Falling for the Fling by Lily Bellant Bellant um I do have to say I don't know Usually I find some like really good ones uh, free on iBooks. Have to say, like I read six books. One was the one for the um, podcast. One was Emma Hart, which is always fantastic. And then the Sophia Cousins was really good. The other ones were kind of a uh, oh. one. So like, I'm, I think that maybe also could have contributed to my like little bit of a funk on the books. That's fair. That's but fair. um, I currently am reading two different ones. So I started reading that Rose Code one. Oh yeah, by Kate Quinn, which um is pretty good. Um, I haven't really made it that far at all in it. Um, and then The House of Whispers by Anna Kent. Oh, that one is more suspenseful. Oh, okay. And like. So I'm quite enjoying that. But again, I haven't really actually made it that far into it either. So, um, so yeah, I start books and then I'm like, okay, what's, what's on TV? Right. I've also been really into Rust Valley Restorers. So if you're a person that likes watch old car shows, like they're like, it's a new car show, but it's like all about old cars and like re like building them and stuff then that's that's your ticket and it's also canadian it's in bc so oh god just it. saying just saying but yeah i love old cars some of them are so sexy but i digress <laughs> i say i digress and i also was told today by tay that i say chit chat a lot you, you say chit chat a lot <laughs> yeah but like no, actually i shouldn't say that you don't say it a lot it's just your go-to word when it's appropriate like I for sure say my trigger words are guys, which I need to stop saying, and um, 
uh, or a, <laughs> as I'm doing. And those are like filler words. At least yours, like you can't be like, pause, chit chat. Anyway, like you're, you would say <laughs> it when you mean it, like when it, when it calls for it, you, there's no way you would say it out of nowhere for no reason. It's true. So the reason why she brought it up was like, I was telling her about, um, like when I hung out with this guy on Wednesday. Oh <laughs> yeah. I was like talking about like what we were doing and I was like, yeah, we we're doing this. And then like the chit chat was pretty good or whatever. We'd go back to the chit chat or whatever. Oh, right? She's lots like, of today she's, she's like, she's like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was like, basically looked at me and made fun of me. She's like, yeah, you say chit chat a shit ton. Lol. And it's one of those, like, I know I say um a lot. I do know that it's like, or uh, because it's like those filler words, but like, I never really, and I think I say like a couple, a decent amount, but chit chat, unless she pointed it out, I would never know that I say that. That's like, fair. That's an abnormal amount. What, what would you say instead of chit chat? Talking? That's just boring. You said talking. Chit chat sounds better. Chit chat. Oh, that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, girl. Yeah, get it. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Fuck? You're like, you're psychotic. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you are absolutely not. Trust me. But yeah, no, it's kind of funny. But I just found that out today. Apparently, I say a decent amount. So. Oh, well, I'll take it. Nah. Like it. Yeah, that's say it all the time. I don't think it's a habit I'm going to break because I like saying chit chat. It describes so much. I like it. I think it's a good word. Mm-hmm. It's better than ah uh, and guys. So there you go. I do have to say, I like want to say die sometimes in my emails and work. And I like have started to change it to folks. Oh yeah. I I'm trying to like say folks too. I'm really trying. Like it's so bad, but it's when I type folks, it just, to me, I'm like, Oh, I just really want to say guys here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I know, like, I don't know if it's a guy or girl that's going to be like on this message. So I'm like, I need to say folks, but so tempting to say guys so I guess this is how we grew up in like culture and I think now people would be like you should be saying folks all the time first sure someone had initially folks I'm sorry I literally am though I kind of have to try I sometimes just like say fuck it and just do it, but for the most part I try. Oh yeah. I say. But sometimes I'm like, okay, just I I've been saying it the other way for so long. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. When I sound like an old person when I say that. I don't know about that old. You're not. You're a fucking 30 man. That's not old. I know. I know. I'm just, I feel like I'm about, like, I'm just beginning the best decade of my life, I think. Good for you. I need some of that. Like, make me feel that Cause, way. Because, like, I was talking to my 
because I turned 30 like basically just over a month ago and I was talking to my cousin she's 50 uh late 50s and she was saying honestly girl she's like the 30 she's like 20s are yeah fun whatever but she's like the best years of your life is usually when you're in your 30s yeah you're working but you have the money you're more grown up so you kind of know the world more and you just can use that experience to your advantage and then just have fun with it that's true whereas in your 20s you're kind of like fucking around a little bit more and you're kind of like you don't have that much money or um uh like some people that we know maybe have had kids already when they're really young too so like yeah. maybe their 30s or like when they're maybe starting to enjoy things again I don't know but yeah I was like I like looked at her and I was like you know I I get that like I can see like the next couple of I was like 20s were for me were like pretty decent yeah for me it's like I want to go back to certain moments when I was in my 20s but that's just because like I was on a trip or whatever <laughs> And we're in a climate where we're not going on trips right now. So of course I want to go back to those times. But yeah, right. Overall though, I'm enjoying my 30s so far. So yeah, and yeah. I feel like I'm just beginning the 30s. When I'm 40, I might have a different opinion on that decade. But I feel you know. like 40 is also a good like time in your life. I feel like as long as we go in being like, yeah, this is gonna be great for these reasons, mm-hmm. we'll live great lives. I think I'll need to figure out what the greatness is going to be in the 40s, but I have nine years to figure that out. That's true. I only have eight, but that's okay. We'll just prep ourselves right now for our 30s and enjoying it as much as we can, especially since we're in the pandemic right now. Yeah. That hopefully is starting to like get us back. Yes. These vaccines to somewhat of a normalcy, but like definitely, I think. 30s is from what I've well at least in my family's opinion from all the people that from the youngest 30s is where it's at okay 20s is kind of like so I I would I recommend embracing that and if anyone that is listening is in their 30s think about it Paula did you really enjoy your 20s as much as you think you did that's true and are you enjoying your 30s a little bit more I'm just saying. <laughs> I digress on this. Uh, see, digress. That's another word I use a lot. I mean, like, yeah, but again, only in appropriate situations. True, but it is one that I've noticed myself that I say it's just an amount. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least lately, maybe. But yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I guess. Oh. So um, I guess for ending this podcast, because I'm pretty sure it's like, hey, bitches, end the shit. Um, next month, we don't know what we're reading. And I think it's what we're going to try and do is that we each bring two books to a ta- the table for one genre that we don't really read that often. We're going to yes. pretend that this month was not a full-on fiction book. So fiction is still on the table for next month. Because I think since we kind of butchered this one by having expectations for it to be something different, we kind of need to enjoy it as a knowing if, well, who knows? We might pick a sci-fi book. Yeah, you never know, right? I may or may not put The Martian in there. 
I mean, I know that was a choice you wanted and that's okay. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know what other book I'm going to choose, but probably The Martian. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. And then we'll have to figure out how we're going to post the pictures for you all to pull on what one you think is going to be the winner for what we read for June. But we'll get that out um, in the next coming weeks. But that's, I think, what we are going to do. So we don't know what we're going to read. Exactly. So we'll be a mystery to us all. But y'all have to check it out on our Booze and Books podcast Instagram page, which is boozeandbooks.podcast. And do if you feel like watching our somewhat boring lives because we're not really doing anything. <laughs> well, our personal Instagram is at lynn.said, L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D and kristen.shu, S-H-E-W. And you can also email us if you have any book suggestions or you just want to chit-chat or give us your opinions on our podcast or like suggestions or anything like that. You can email us at booze and books at gmail.com. B-O-O-O-Z-E and D B O O O K S at gmail.com. Yes. She knows it every time, guys. Every oh, time. Thanks for saying that. Sorry, I mean folks. She knows it every time, folks. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all we got for this one. I guess so. We'll catch you guys next month. Yes. Catch you there. Yeah. Bye. Bye.